Welcome to the underground, the Steel City Underground, the black and gold standard for Pittsburgh Steelers coverage. Now, here's your host, Joe Kuzma and Brian E. Roach. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Steel City Underground podcast. Happy holidays to you and yours, wherever you may be watching and listening. My name is Joe Kuzma. I am joined here by my co-host, my colleague, my pal, my cohort, my partner in crime, um, a man who uh, is quite Scrooge-like in his own ways, but found a way to enjoy the holidays somehow, Brian. We had Festivus right on our doorstep there and an airing of grievances that we missed, but we could air those today if we'd like. Otherwise, my friend, how you doing? I, I'm just, I'm fine. I, I, I guess now I don't have a beard or a mustache for who the guy who said, what kind of guy has a beard with no mustache? Did you um, get too but, close to the campfire like David Njoku? Yeah, you know, but no, it's nothing like that. I just, you know. Every now and then this gets too long and I have to trim it down. Uh, so I, I got no mohawk. I got no goatee. I just got a little <laughs> bit of uh, fuzz. Yeah, I was going to say um, there was something. Uh, I was hoping I could find it with Anjoku. Actually, the Steelers, or not the Steelers, I'm sorry, the Cleveland Browns social media team. They put out like a thing and guys were hanging like the stockies in. And Joku was like, why did I have to be so close to the fire? <laughs> <laughs> with the fireplace in the home and the Christmas tree and that, that was pretty funny. So anyways, uh, that's part of the scenario scenario. We had not a post game show, so we got kind of a combo. It kind of bleeds in here together. Looking ahead to week 17's matchup Steelers at the Seattle Seahawks and the Steelers, uh, they got some work to do because they lost some games. They probably should have won earlier this season. Still an opportunity, though, for Pittsburgh, what, be a 10-win team? And we were like, how is the path to that even possible? You're going to throw a lot of people who are like, Mason Rudolph, he's a bum, this and that. And I forever stayed by my steadfast. I I held to my morals here I and, every, and my takes. But I'm not sitting here to say I told you so. I just kind of knew that he would be able to operate in that 200-some yards. Can he throw a couple touchdowns? not turn over the football. And now we're looking down the gun of he had the best, maybe the best in two seasons this year and last year's of any quarterback that the Steelers have have put out there. It was a competent looking offense and he may have the reins to do it again after a 34 to 11 drubbing of the Cincinnati Bengals. So when's the last time we scored 34 points? I got to look it up, man. See, I, I had all these things available if we would have done this like right away. And I, Let's I just lost say it's them. a long time ago, right? Yeah. So, you know, it, it, I, I am, I am not going to sit here and try and say, oh, Mason Rudolph is definitely the next franchise quarterback. He, he played really well. That's it. It's all over. He's going to be a Hall of Famer. Good, good to go, as some of our fan base is doing. At the same time, I'm also going to say very clearly, he perform. He gave us the best quarterback performance that we have seen in two years, and as a res- certainly better than any individual performance that either Mitch Trubisky or Kenny Pickett has put up this year, um, with better results, more points. Uh, so you can't you can't really argue with that, right? The it's you know it's right there in front of you. Um, 
And, you know, my mind is, if he can keep doing it, hey, great. And for the guy who who was like, oh, what are you talking about? He, he absolutely has something to lose. He didn't. He had nothing to lose because his career was over regardless. So it's either you, you go balls to the wall, right, and do and just let it all hang out, or you're done anyway. He even said it. What am I going to be doing next year? Commercial real estate or playing yeah. football? <laughs> you know, it, it's it's he had nothing to lose because he felt like he was done already. So you go out and you play as as free as you can, knowing the worst thing that happens is I'm in the exact same boat I was at before this. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So the Steelers scored 37 against the Chargers in a loss, a 41 to 37 loss. Uh, that was a primetime game on November 21st of 2021. If you remember, there were some shootouts that were occurring there. That was very Wait, similar. Where's the graphic? Push. Um, yeah. Hold on a second. We could do this. Matt's with Joe. I'm trying to go back even a little further because, you know, that was the, was that the first year for Matt Canada in the offense? And then uh, you got to go back 2020. They put up 38 on the Eagles. This is the COVID season, uh, 38, 29. That's the infamous chase Claypool four touchdown game. And then 38 on the Cleveland Browns. Uh, that was uh, right after that. So they went four and oh and five and oh 37 again, but on, in a loss, uh, in the wild card game, the Cleveland Browns 36 against the Bengals. And actually, most of their better performances have been against the Bengals. That was 36 to 10 on November 15th. That was their ninth, ninth straight in a row. They put up a, uh, a trio of 28 point games as well and got close there with the Texans, the Ravens, and then uh, the Colts was like, I think, that get right game after losing two or three in a row when Matt Ryan was still there with the Colts. So you got to go all the way back to 2020 because uh, that was the only game they went over 30 in 2021. They got close a couple of times. And uh, let me see. So you had, uh, you had that chargers game and then you had 29 against the bears and 28 against the Vikings. It is an offense that has mightily struggled. And I know, by the way, before we forget, Brian support the sponsor here, forever collectibles sponsoring today's show and the swag that we got the t-shirt. So if you see them, go on over, give them a uh, follow at Foco USA on all of their various oh brian's got the other hold on a second you got the other christmas shirt there too didn't want to forget you're holding it upside down sideways there we go i i love that shirt not that i don't like mine mine you know i got mine here it says dear santa all i want is for the steelers to win the super bowl and then at the very bottom somewhere it says uh p.s i've been good <laughs> and, and what did i tell you you said uh, not a chance in hell, I believe, or something. I said you ain't been that good. <laughs> and been that good, yeah. It'll take a a small miracle, right? So, and that's kind of where we're at with this, and talking about like the Steelers have had their best offensive outputs against oh the Bengals. You know they couldn't cover a blanket or whatever the comments that are coming out there about how bad the Bengals defense is. And yeah, Kenny Pickett had his best game. And this is after getting rid of Matt Canada, too. I understand that the Bengals were a get right, but with Mitch Trubisky, you had two, 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 two. You had the Arizona Cardinals and New England Patriots that had two wins each, and they couldn't do anything against these teams. And these were bad teams, and these were bad teams that they also had the opportunity to play at home. So I don't really want to hear, well, it was just the Bengals because they weren't able to do this against these other bum teams for the most part. Uh, you well, know, uh, Let's uh, take one step back. Yeah. Patriots didn't have a bum defense. Right? Not, Their defense not entirely. 
Was their defense better than the Bengals' defense? Yes. Unequivocally, yes. Especially against the Was the, the Arizona Cardinals' defense better than the current version of the Bengals' defense? Probably. Um, that one's a little closer to call. I mm-hmm. can tell you that as I was sitting in the stadium, surrounded by people who were uh, just agog, going, what team showed up? Where did this guy come from? If we'd have played him the last three games, would we be 10 and five now or whatever? All those people and and sitting next to them, I should send you this picture of my brother so you could throw it in here. (laughs) Rivals the crying Bengals lady. Anyway, my brother sitting next to me with a sad, sad face and people asking him, "Is, is Mason Rudolph really this good or are the Bengals just this bad? And my brother goes, we're just this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm kind of buying that one, brother. Let me catch you here in one second because I've got, um, here we go. So, yeah, what was this team? Let me go, let me rewind. There were a lot of feel-good stories. I know, like, the end of this game, they play Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer and they're following Root Mason around with the camera. Yeah. And I said, no, they didn't. Are you serious? And go check out social media. I posted it over on the X, formerly known as Twitter. So you got Mason, like you said, did he have anything to lose? Well, he didn't have to go out there and play like a, he could have played scared. He could have played safe, but instead he went out there and it's like, leave no doubt as to your talents or your skills or your ability. Now, there's a lot of people who've already grabbed the torch and took Mike Tomlin's press conference out of context, out of quote. He said, it's the same preparation as last week, which they ended up ruling Kenny out. This gives Mike Tomlin an out. I know it's like gutless, but you don't want to destroy anything you're building with Kenny, but quietly, I believe this is almost, this reminds me of like Kendrick, Kendrick green playing center. We're going to uh, let's hold off on this, but at the same time you had a great game by, and it's not like all of fame. There wasn't four touchdowns. It wasn't 500 yards passing. It's just, we've seen some really bad Offensive displays, some bad quarterbacking, 17 to 27, 63% completed, 290 yards. I wish he would have got the full 300, uh, but they got super conservative and they didn't need to do anything different. Just run the ball, run out well, the clock, right? And, and to be fair, he mm-hmm. was only, he was two overthrows away from two more oh, touchdowns. Oh, yeah. He left some plays out there. Made left some, some plays others. out there. Surely. So, uh, you know, if Mason, if he would have been playing more than once in the last two years, I think he hits Deontay Johnson for a wide open touchdown. I think that might have been a third down play. It was just maybe even a second down. It was just like, oh, and you know, he knew they all knew it. They were out of sync because like yep. different quarterbacks, different timing, different rhythm. George Pickens, he may look like a freaking star. Four receptions, 195 yards, two touchdowns, two big play touchdowns. And also the how in the hell did he keep his feet in bounds play? That yep. was just incredible. I I just it's it's nice to see somebody that could deliver the ball. It's nice to see somebody that was able to have a uh, a higher rate of completing uh, on third down. The Steelers were fifty percent. They were seven of fourteen. The Bengals weren't totally inefficient. They were six of thirteen. They were zero for two on fourth downs. Thank you for just going for it in some dumb situations that were there. Well, and, and you got a quarterback who just could not determine which team to throw the ball to. Um, you know, I, I still. To this, even now, I don't understand the interception he threw in the end zone. 
because there were no Steelers. There were, excuse me, there were nothing but Steelers there. There were no Bengals in the end zone. I, we thought he was throwing the ball away. We thought it up in the stands. Oh, he's just throwing it away. And they were like, what? It was an interception. Why did he throw that? Why did he do that? He, there were a lot of bonehead plays. That game, that game, I don't think would have ended differently. I think the Steelers win that game regardless, right? But it would have, it could have, and would have been a much more competitive game if Jake Browning was not throwing, what, three, four interceptions? I don't remember how many. Three, 17. Uh, Jake, Jake Browning, uh, 28 of 42, 66.7 completed. They didn't have Jamar Chase, of course. Uh, nope. T. Higgins, Tyler Boyd. T. Higgins, five for 140 in a touchdown. Didn't even seem like it, right? And some of that not coming against, mostly against Levi Wallace because the Steelers with their hodgepodge secondary and linebacker core. 335. Well, the, one, the one big play that T. Higgins had was Joey Joey Porter Jr. passed him off and nobody picked him up. Correct. <laughs> yes. Well, and that has a lot to do with having Eric Rowe yes. uh, playing safety. Patrick Peterson, who's not a safety, playing safety. And they did... They did commendable enough. They made the splash plays where necessary. Um, let's see. Three picks, one touchdown, three interceptions, three times Jake Browning was sacked. But Jake Browning, he came into this like, you know, everybody's starting to talk about, hey, you gave all this money to Joe Burrow. This guy was out there, threw for three thirty. Uh, he threw for 335 in this game. He had 324, two touchdowns the game before, 275 with two touchdowns, 354 with a touchdown. He wasn't making the same level of mistakes and the Steelers were able to get by with that, but they were able to get by more too because the offense actually supported or helped the defense that is completely banged up. And that's the reason why we said dear Santa on this shirt. Remember foco.com forever collectibles and lots of other cool stuff there. Like, Oh, you know what? Hey, put me back on there. The bobbleheads. They make so uh, yeah, many freaking my, bobbleheads. My Troy Palomalu, my there's a new Troy Palomalu Hall of Fame bobblehead coming out. I I, or, I ordered that. Yeah, it had the it has the magnetic base on it. And in fact, it's kind of funny you mentioned that they're pre it's that's a pre order. There's a hundred and twenty yes. hundred and twenty three of them and there that's it the is. one. Well, no, that's maybe that's is that. Well, the one? they're showing know. a different one in the video, but they got Troy right there. So yeah. That and might not the be the stadium. one I bought. I don't remember which one I bought. That's the stadium underneath it. You know what else? I know I'm like rambling here, but I showed you like got the uh, Akershire Stadium snow globe. It's a snowy, snowy village, except it's a snowy stadium. And then this, the, the girlfriend got me this one. This is uh candle. Smells like a Steelers win. And I know it's great because I'm huh. sitting there around some Bengals fans. <laughs> and Let me just fans. tell you something. Up until last week, that candle would not have been that good. That candle stunk. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, let me get back to uh, the feel good. The, the the Mason make them leave no doubts. Win this job. Like you don't want to like leave speculation. Well, this guy wasn't really all that great, so we'll probably end up playing Kenny. But you got the preparation or whatever Tomlin's BS excuses where he could have put Rudolph in earlier. I think if Rudolph or Pickett, I'm not going to say they're going to win all three of those games, but if they win one or two of them, you're not in the situation that they're in right now. So it's a very feel-good moment for him to come out after all of the crap he took for people to be doing at least two Mason Rudolph chants in-game, in-stadium, loud, yeah. goosebumps. I felt so great for Mason. I mean, I feel a little more vindicated, too, because I'm arguing with people uh, for years and all the way up and through this game. Somebody said he was turnover-prone. Not turnover prone. Like everybody makes some mistakes, but this oh. isn't a guy. 
a pick here or wherever, he's at least two to one. You want somebody that's turnover prone? Mitch Trubisky's turnover prone, right? And he had a he had more of um, he he, he just doesn't look. He did you didn't have those play those plays were there and people are missing them. And all it took was for Mason to just set his feet and let it rip. And I think if he gets more repetition, the ones there was another one that was missed with Kelvin Austin. Some people thought it was um, underthrown. I, I saw it live, and they're coming at me. And I, I, it was a, I thought there was pass interference on it. If you ask me, that there was, that was that was very blatant, clear pass, pass interference. Was it DJ Turner? If I remember correctly, I don't think yeah, that I was. Think so. I don't yeah, I think it was DJ Turner. It never turned his head on the other side. I don't know who they are. Grabbed him. <laughs> never turned his head. Anything like that. But for a guy like Mason, that's been eating crap that they bring in other guys over you that he's been having to sit behind Ben. Um, he had, he didn't have the best cast and everything else that happened in that 2019 season, getting knocked out Earl Thomas, which the Ravens are just artists to doing this. Aren't they? There's like six quarterbacks they've hurt so far this year. And then you've got, um, and then you get benched for duck Hodges and you come back and you break a collarbone and then you don't really play. You get like one game against the Lions where you get like, you know, overnight notice. And he was talking about it. He brought his parents in what? Like flew him in on a red eye or his dad came. Not both of his parents came to that one. And then he got to play a game against the Browns with some backups. And that's not a whole lot of opportunity for him. But the other guy felt I felt good for Eric Rowe getting to play out there. I think Patrick Peterson, he might be able to show that, hey, he might have a future as maybe a safety. The Steelers are going to need this help. Maybe they could get Minka back. We don't know Minka's whole situation yet with the injuries. Um, Miles Jack should have had a pick, got a sack after not having one for a whole full season. Welcome back. You see 16 running around. You're like, who the hell is that? Yeah. So uh, there's going to need to be a lot more of that. Because they're going to bleed, potentially bleed a lot of yards against a wide receiver group that is not missing players with DK Metcalf, one of your favorite guys coming out of, you wanted to take him like first overall if you would have had the first pick that year. I still, I want to go back in time and still take him first overall. How the hell did that guy <laughs> fall into the second round? That's all we kept talking about. It was just a physical, like a freaking nature. We know Jackson Smith and Jigba. We know Tyler Lock. Tyler Lockett's always been a favorite of mine in the fantasy leagues. So it's just a matter of, you know, is Geno Smith throwing the ball? Geno Smith gets pressured. He's, you know, journeyman type guy. Uh, Seahawks have struggled running the football. So they're going to have to put some clamps on the passing game. They just signed uh, Jalen Smith, former pro bowler, but the professor made a great um, comment in the back rooms. You know, you talk about miles Jack and Eric Rowe and Blake Martinez and Jalen Smith. And you pair these guys like with, and Patrick Peterson, and you're pairing them with Cam Hayward and TJ Watt and um Mika Fitzpatrick you're like I wish this was like 2019 you know you had been super excited about it but now these guys might be a little more long in the tooth but what a great set of redemption stories also redemption for George Pickens everybody and their brother was throwing mud at this guy just slinging at this guy for uh, uh you know not finishing plays not playing hard can you doubt how hard he plays now and it's it's a world of difference though when you got We've said it's for the longest time. It's been a quarterback-driven league. There are there. Mason Rudolph was the 58th starting quarterback in the NFL this year, and that might even change too as the Broncos go to shut down Russell Wilson, as we heard of today, for contractual reasons. So they don't have to pay him another 34 million dollars or whatever, and they're going to have Jarrett Stidham uh, as their guy. Decide they were going to do that. Yes, they I did. Mean, I, I read speculation that they might, they were considering it. 
but I haven't, I oh. didn't read that it was definitive. I think it seems pretty definitive. Every single insider talk show and everything else. Although we did hear that, hey, Mason Rudolph is being given the starting nod. And I don't know. Tomlin said he has the ball to start the week. Yes. And I said, man, why put that pressure on that guy? And I think it's just a, you could back out of it if Mason doesn't produce. We've seen backup quarterbacks have a big game and then maybe the Cinderella story's over, the glass slipper, where'd it go? We can't figure out who this fits to because it turned back into, you know, the little uh, peasant girl or whatever, cleaning the floors and whatever, the Cinderella turned into a peasant, pumpkin. Peasant, peasant girl cleaning peasant, the well, floors. You, well, Matt, you, you. Okay, so she had to live with the. Whatever the. What is it? The what is it? What's it, what do they call it? The hegemony, whatever it is, male male dominated society or whatever. I don't know. I can't remember. I mean, she was literally treated like dirt and had to deal with like you know her cousins or whatever stepsisters, hey, you know what? or whatever it was. The truth is, Cinderella. That was more of a female problem than it was a male problem. It wasn't the guys that were holding her down. It was his evil stepsisters. That's what I said. The stepsisters and the and the and the mother there. They they were they used to I lock take it her back. in the I take it all back. It's not the male dominated culture. That's that's females being mean. <laughs> yeah, well that still reminds me of the family guy, the Blue Harvest Star Wars parody. And it's like, oh hey look, there's another woman in the galaxy. It's like I, I can't stand her already. <laughs> Lois uh with the Leia and Moan Mothma uh analogies anyways back on track though like i'm not ready to just be like oh the same thing you were saying mason's the future this and that but he has a hell of a lot more multiple t t touchdown pass games over these like 11 starts and whatnot his percentage of having games like this better than even mitch trubisky uh definitely better than kenny pickett who's only had like one or two of them in like 24 starts or whatever i'm not totally out on pickett but when you look at the steelers playoff picture and you got to see who gives you the best chance to win because you want to win these games. And we know I've seen this image, Brian, and I, I almost loathe it because it's over, overcomplicated. It's unnecessary for half the stuff that's on here. Right. And this comes from, I think at Steelers landing, sorry, I'm giving you a shot up and you could have simplified this. We know the Steelers have to win out. They have to beat the Seahawks. They have to beat the Ravens. The Ravens just beat the tar out of the San Francisco 49ers. They may not have to play much for this last game. So the scenario is Steelers went out. Then two of the following must happen. Actually, it's not two of the following because one of these will happen unless there's a tie. The Colts and Texans have to lose a game. They play each other the final week of the season. That so one that, will happen. That one of them will lose unless it's a really bad football game and it ends in a tie and it screws up the Steelers, which can happen. We remember the Chargers and the Chiefs years ago screwing the Steelers up. The Browns Losing out to the Jets. Now, it's a short week, but I, yeah. And the Bengals, no. AFC North football could be funny, but now I'm not, I don't see it. I, I don't see the best. I, I said a long time ago, mm -hmm. the Browns had the best path to to winning out that anybody had because their schedule was the weakest schedule. Um, they're not losing out. I mean, come on. I mean, I know the Jets just, just beat somebody this week, but who did they beat? I oh, mean, they no. almost blew it, though, against the Yeah, but they almost the lost they're not good. Let's let's be real. They're not good. Um, Aaron Rodgers is not coming back, and they probably would be even worse with Aaron Rodgers because he hadn't played all year. They're not good, and they're not going to beat the Browns. Uh, I, you know, if the Browns lose that game, then uh, you know, I, I, I our residence Brown fan has to jump off a bridge because there's no good reason for them to lose that game. Yeah, your poor yeah, brother. They're not going to lose to the Bengals. I don't think either. The Bengals 
The Bengals are not good. But again, if there's a game they could lose of those two, it's probably the Bengals game. Why? Because AFC North football. <laughs> hey, you brought it up and I wanted to I wanted to make mention of it. Um we talk about like the different quarterbacking in the NFL and whatnot. Sam Howell, uh, since week eleven, fifty three point two pass rating, two two touchdowns, eight picks, own five record as a starting quarterback with the commanders and remember there were a lot of people that were on you and i about oh they should go get sam howell maybe kenny's no better than this guy eh. and he's not that turnover pro and he's not delivering the ball in some key situations still too but i'm not writing him off entirely i think this is a fair point for tomlin oh let's go through the rest of these scenarios scenarios so the bills and jaguars need to lose one of each game right the bills have the patriots and Dolphins and the Jaguars with a banged up Trevor Lawrence have the Carolina Panthers and Tennessee Titans. What oh, that's who they almost lost to, wasn't it? The Panthers. No, somebody almost lost to the Panthers and then didn't. But maybe it was maybe. uh yeah, you're throwing me for a loop because football lasted seemingly forever last week through the yes, holidays. You had the Carolina Panthers, um, just uh the Green Bay Packers survived Packers. 33 to 30 in that game. Yeah. Yes. And of course the Jets at the end too, 30 to 28. Where's where's the Jacksonville Panthers game being played? Carolina or Jacksonville? I don't know that off the top of my head. Let me look it up for you. Let's see. Uh Jacksonville. All right. So probably they don't lose that game, although Bryce Young is now playing better than he was. The Panthers are playing better than they were. So yeah, but and, hold on. And dude. Trevor Lawrence is hurt. But hold so, on. Do you think how probable is it, do you think? The most improbable thing that's on here is the Steelers winning out. As yeah, opposed to 100%. the Bills or Bills or Jaguars dropping a game. That's the only thing we need to look at on this whole chart. We don't care about the Colts, Texans. That's going to happen. One of them has to win the game that they play head to head. You would assume the Steelers I, have I to win out. The Dolphins will need to beat the Bills. Here's the problem: the Bills are scary right now, right? The Bills are playing probably mm -hmm. the best football that they've played all season. I've I've been watching Bills games because I enjoy watching Josh Allen and reminding myself that I said in the year that he was drafted that that's the guy I would draft if you're going to draft a quarterback. <laughs> so I just like to remind myself of that. So I've been watching that a little bit of Bills and and the Bills are are playing much better right now. Their defense is playing better. I, that is more it's more unlikely to me that they lose a game than any of those other teams lose a game. I think the, the Jaguars certainly could lose a game. The Texans are going to lose a game, and probably the Colts are going to, you know, lose a game. So those things could all very reasonable. Yeah. I don't think the Bills will lose out, but it, it is very possible that they lose to the Dolphins because the Dolphins game could still mean something to yes. the Dolphins. And if it does, that means that the Ravens and Steelers game might mean something to the Ravens, and that Which game being sucks. played in Baltimore. Yes. This is not the best scenario. So I mean, you got a lot riding on. What can Mason do? And what do you do like in this situation? Just, before you go too much further into this, yeah. let's just look at this. Watch the team that went to San Francisco, right? And demolished the 49ers. Yes, it was self-inflicted by the 49ers to a great degree. A lot of tipped balls that could have gone either way that happened to bounce the Ravens way, but they just beat the crap out of the 49ers. It, as as it turns out, right? If you think if that team has something to play for in Baltimore 
and you think this Steeler team, regardless of whether Mason is the quarterback or not, is going to waltz in there and win, I, you know, it, it could happen. Don't get me wrong. Again, I'll say it again. AFC North football. Nobody, there's no earthly reason to think we won the first Ravens last game. Last year. Yeah, not <laughs> even this this year. Last year they go into Baltimore and needing to win and to keep things alive. And Kenny goes and does it. And they just they scrape out. It's usually a lot closer contested. See, that's where that's where the fear is for me with, with the Seahawks game, too. It's like, all right, familiar opponents with the Bengals. And the Bengals, that's why Pat Fryermuth was held in check because he tore them up the first game. You have well, familiar they folks. They their poison, and then they got torched by George Pickens instead. Yeah, so it'll be it'll be interesting to see. You get another AFC North game like that, but we'll throw that out in the distance. I'm, I'm looking at like Seattle, and going forward, Mason gives you the best chance to win maybe this week. We don't know exactly where Kenny is in his recovery process, so that's my number one piece. If he's not healthy, I don't want a 70, 80, maybe even a 90% Kenny Pickett out there. I don't think it helps Kenny Pickett's development to play injured. I don't think it helps that he hasn't played for several weeks to just toss him out there. And he's only played with this new hodgepodge menagerie of an offensive coordinator, the two-headed monster that's Mike Sullivan calling plays and Eddie Faulkner um, doing whatever Eddie Faulkner does as an OC right now with a Matt Canada playbook. You may as well call it a three-headed monster, right? But... We've seen that the plays that need to be made in order to give the defense some rest and not leave what's exposed for them. Who the hell's playing in the inside of the field for inside linebacker? They're down to like the fifth, sixth, seventh guys and the same on the safe in the safety group. And that could be that could pose a lot of danger when you're dealing with DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett, uh, all these tight ends. It sounds like Jalen Smith's gonna be have to be out there. Who's going to cover all the, they got three capable tight ends over there in Seattle. Uh, they don't have much of a run game. Their defense may be banged up. We may see Artie Burns and Devin Bush out there this weekend as well. So the offense might be able to pick and choose. But for me, for Kenny, I don't think it would be good experience. You're going to take him to two road games, potentially not healthy with this. He's probably going to have a new offensive coordinator next year. I know that they're saying, I know they asked him. He said he's ready to play. He's no talk of shutting him down. I'd shut him down. There's absolutely, look, we already know he's going to have another year next year. I don't know that he gets a full year depending on how he plays, but a new coordinator, third year, guy that's on a rookie contract, first round quarterback. They've seen him, you know, in the building right next door there, uh, literally adjacent like a duplex with Pitt, and then think there's stuff there to develop. And he hasn't been 100% terrible. He hasn't put up the numbers. He's not a turnover machine. He's not he really not even get sacked all that much. So if you put him behind a better offensive line, you can see what he can do. But what are you really evaluating if he goes out there and he doesn't play well and he play? I think it's bad experience for him. Let Mason go out there and do that. And then you're evaluating whether or not, I'm not going to say that Mason could be the starter next season, but you at least know that you could bring Mason back to be a capable second option that can help win you games. So for the, the, does he have something to lose last week? I didn't think he did this week. Maybe he does, right? Mason resurrected himself to a certain extent last week. If he plays tight this week, because now he's looking like he, you never know. I, all that being said, I 100% agree with you. There is absolutely no reason to trot Kenny Pickett out there this week. The 
the things you said about Seattle defense are valid. But this is also a defense that got pressure on the Eagles with their front. And the Eagles unequivocally have a much better offensive line than the Pittsburgh Steelers do right now. And the they pressured that team. Um, this, the, the Eagles only were able to put up, what, 17 points against, uh, or maybe only 14, I can't remember. I, anyway, they lost um, to, the, to, the 49, to the Seattle Seahawks in Seattle. It with is, Drew Locke. Yeah, with Drew Locke. A miracle final um, drive there, yeah. You know, this, there is a very good chance that the offense is going to have a very difficult time in Seattle. Um, it's loud, and it's going to be loud when we have the ball. They're going to have to go on silent counts. They don't communicate that well to begin with. The offensive line is still not completely in sync and makes mistakes, and they have a very good front. And this team has struggled against very good fronts. So I'm fine with Mason. I'd rather have Mason out there. Why? Because, as you said, if Kenny is not 100%, I don't want to put him at risk of anything. Um, you know, this is you need the healthy guy out there. And if Mason is the healthy guy, then Mason should play. I'll tell you what I don't want. I want Kenny active for the game because I don't want Mitch Trubisky anywhere near the field the rest of the season. (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. That's where I was headed. At least Kenny is a backup option. If you feel it's must win and you need a spark and Mason's just not getting it done first half. But look at some of these numbers, though, Brian, over the course of the Seahawks season. Now, they were uh, until that Eagles win two weeks ago on Monday night. They had dropped four games in a row, two to the Niners, one to the Cowboys, one to the Rams. In their games this year, they have given up 30, 31, 27, okay, 13, 24. Oh, hold on a second. 30, 31, 27, 3, 17, 10, 20, 37 points to the Ravens, 26 to the Commanders with Sam Howell. 17 to the Rams, 31 to the Niners, 41 to the Cowboys, 28 to the Niners, 17 to the Eagles, and then 17 to the Titans. I'm trying to figure out what changed there, but they're only scoring 20, 20, 16. Like, change, you know what I mean? And the Steelers may be able to put a lid on this, uh, so to speak, because the Seahawks, they're in the middle of the, the middle of the road as a passing team. They're 15th in the league with 229 yards passing. Uh, 29th with the run, not, not very good, 90 a game. Defensively, they give up the 19th most against the pass and the 27th most against the run. So they're not a good run defense either. And guess what can help Mason Rudolph? Let him only pass about 25-ish times, same type of situation. He could open up and keep those guys off you, and you let Najee and you let Jalen Warren handle the rock and then take it from there. And it's December football. The, that and that big play at the very beginning of the game, I can't go understated either. No, it, can't. The Bengals. it absolutely can't because now they're playing from a position of strength. So the you know I, I don't have a whole lot of complaints. I I my only thing I would say is roll with Mason. Damn it if you do, damn it if you don't. You got to win both of these and they're improbable to begin with. I don't know that it's the best situation for Pickett to be in unless Mason absolutely turns into the pumpkin and stinks. And if he doesn't, you're gonna be looking at extending this guy. Trubisky's got to be out door. We could talk about all the future woulda, coulda, shoulda, whatever's if and when they, if they miss the playoffs, okay, which seems like all likelihood that would be the path, but you never know. We had given all those scenarios would have been a lot easier 
You could also say the same thing. Coulda, woulda, shoulda. Looking back on those last games with the two win teams. Defensively, the Steelers are still, they're struggling. So they just got to make sure they bend, don't break. And by all means. The one thing that wasn't brought up, this was brought up a lot in the post game. And we talked about it on the old, you know, iPhone or whatever. You got the Android. We were texting after that game. What was the thing we haven't talked about yet that we were pretty heavy engagedly taught? We were happy, happier than a pig and slop by this result of this game. But we're going to air some grievances. What's the number one thing that's missing that could still help this team out? Do you do you, do you have a do you have a gander at it? Do you have a guess? I don't remember. Oh. I, I didn't look at my, I'm not cheating and looking at my phone. Oh, you're not going to go back and look. Well, I'm trying to see if I could find. Uh, well, there's one of the two. Presley Harvin. Oh God! <laughs> like did you know they're yes. at the Colts and Mike Tomlin doesn't take the 56 yard or whatever field goal or attempt. And I saw somebody actually defend. Well, you don't want to get like the kicking game all out of sync. Harvin's still the holder. We we actually we speculated about that, but they've had Brad Wing in, and it didn't affect Boswell at all. They're kicking indoors and decided to punt the freaking football. This dude could have killed them multiple times if it wasn't for playing with the kind of lead that nobody. Ex if you took the over on this game, <laughs> the over under was like thirty eight or thirty eight and a half, and the Steelers had almost all of that with thirty four. So that's all I'm going to say about that. I don't understand how many more chances or that's the one that's been so inconsistent and there needed to be a change. And I just hope special teams, when you have a bunch of backups also playing uh, as starters, guess what? You got guys off the street now playing special teams. It might yep. be hard to coordinate all that. So Brian, thank you for joining me, my friend. I'm always happy to join you, my friend. You got a prediction uh, for this one? I think they could beat Seattle in Seattle, but it's going to have to be, this game's either going to have to be tight, low scoring, or it's going to have to be high score. It's not going to be anywhere in the middle. It's not going to be another 34 to 11 type game. No, I, I will tell you, I, caught, I said at the beginning of the season when we did our preseason that this game was a loss, right? That's when I thought the defense was going to be unbelievable and great, right? And the offense was going to be exactly what the offense has been. Um, but that's and no, take that back. This is after preseason. We weren't even to the first game yet. We were looking at an offense. We were hyped up. The offense looks crisp. The offense looks like they can do some stuff. This is great. This is fantastic. I thought all those things, and I still said they're going to lose in Seattle. There are a couple of places that the Steelers go and play, and the hope of victory dies when they get there. One of them <laughs> is Philadelphia. Yes. The other one is Seattle. <laughs> Used to be Oakland, too, but. No yeah, longer. Yeah, they've had. They at least have won there more than once, right? What was it like? We looked at the Eagles when we we when we were like, forget it. They haven't won there in a hundred years, right? They've won one time in Seattle out of eight tries. They're. It, I just don't. I don't feel comfortable saying they're going to win. Do could they win? Sure. With the way this football year has gone, anybody can beat anybody at any time. <laughs> the Eagles lost to the Jets. I mean, you know, it's insane. This is as close to parody as the world has gotten in NFL terms, and look, right? Yeah. It look, just is. It's insane. Look at so, Cleveland winning with Joe Flacco. Who would have ever thought that? The guy was sitting on the couch. Yeah. You know, it is It is um, absolutely possible they could win this game. It is absolutely possible they could win the game in Baltimore. 
Do I think they will? No. I think the conversation about the Steelers in the playoff probably ends this week and and not in a good way. <laughs> ah, negative Nancy. New Year's Eve, uh, 4.30-ish start, somewhere in the 4 o'clock window. And just the last, uh, let me see, it is the Fox single window and in the red – for those of you who can see this, uh, let me see if I can make this image just a little bit bigger on screen for everybody. So uh, there's only one, there's not a Fox double header. So if you're basically, you know, in Western Pennsylvania, parts of West Virginia, some of Ohio, you're going to get this game for everybody that's in the Bengals area. You're, you will not. Uh, look, look at that blue near the PHL area. What stupid game am I getting, Dallas? Um, that's very likely. Let me bring it up on the actual 506 sports site. Here we go. Good yeah, I got that Arizona. That oh, you TV. got Arizona and Philadelphia. Oh, uh, well, that makes sense. Why? Of course I would get Philadelphia. Mm -hmm. And the Steelers um, one but, is the only, only of those games in that slate for the Fox window. That's late. So if there is a Fox Thank you, game, Verizon, for giving me free direct TV or not direct TV, free YouTube Sunday ticket. Sunday ticket. Nice for you. So yeah, that'll be, um, It'll be fun trying to make sure that everything, make sure you know where you're going to be at. I uh, know a lot of people probably going to be uh, their New Year's plans. This puts a wrench in it. It's like, of course, they got to play like a West Coast team in the late window. You know what I mean? So anyways, uh, that'll do it for us, folks. My name's Joe. His name's Brian. Happy holidays to each and every one of you. Thank you for putting up with my, oh, oh, my voice. One more thing. Throat. Oh, yeah. I gave the jersey away. Okay. Yeah, I saw something. So somebody, I'm not because I don't feel like broadcasting, you know, and blasting people's names out. Um, uh, it's one of the one of the folks on Twitter had answered some of my Twitter questions uh, that I put out there and I DM'd them on Christmas Day and said, you know, the jersey's yours. Happy Christmas. And so it, it's gone. It's on its way. I sent it out. Yes. Or I, what day? I don't know. Yesterday. I sent it out yesterday. Wow. You're a good man. The post office crazy day after Christmas as it is in the lead up. Nobody in there. Nobody in there. Okay. Well, if you're looking for something to arrive in your mailbox, go over to foco.com. T-shirts, T-shirts, T-shirts. Hey, Santa, I didn't forget. It hasn't come yet. I need another Super Bowl. We need seven. That stairway to seven seems like it just if, goes forever. If the Steelers right? get into the playoffs and win one game, I'll give away a helmet. Okay. He's I feel bold. at zero risk from doing to do. Yeah, this, might as well just give but... your whole collection away. Just put it all. No, no, on. no I'm not doing that. <laughs> yeah, he still won't do that, even though he feels pretty safe. I feel pretty safe. But I got <laughs> I got helmets that I was going to give away anyway, so I give one. Maybe I'll give a helmet away. All right, folks. Before I lose my voice entirely and start coughing everything, I've been just like chewing uh, cough drops like Jolly Ranchers over here. Brian, this is for you, buddy. This comes. This comes from good friend. Got me a positive potato. You need a positive potato as well. This is no, I a, don't. A, maybe a tiny potato, but I believe in you. Go do your thing. That's the way I felt about Mason Rudolph. That's the way I feel about the Steelers. Here we go. Sunday. Hopefully something more enjoyable to talk about. Yeah, okay. Fresh sarcasm side. Till next time, don't forget to like, comment, subscribe. My name's Joe. His name's Brian. We encourage everyone out there. It's New Year's now. Be safe. Don't be an idiot. Almost every town has like a free Uber text, whatever program. Don't drink and drive, please. So be safe. Be good. And we'll catch you later.
We would like to thank you for listening and remind our listeners to follow us on social media and our website, www.steelcityunderground.com.